Are you ready, Danielle? It's gonna make my screen bigger so I can read it. My eyes are getting old here. No, okay. don't even don't even go there. Hello and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she originally thought Jamboard was a guitar hero extension. It's Danielle Brostrom. And we went deep sea guest fishing and caught a whopper. Welcome, TCAP Superintendent Dr. John Van Wagner. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Happy to be here uh, on a, a little bit of a chilly morning, but uh, definitely uh, the sun's up and uh, excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So as always, before cutting into the meat of the show, let's spend some time researching this week's moment of zen. Anyone can hold the helm when the sea is calm. Well, Dr. Van Wagner... The sea has not been calm for a very, very long time. <laughs> and it's not necessarily going to get any better um, anytime soon. So with that being said, how has the idea of school leadership changed over this past year with the rough waters we faced? Well, again, thanks for the opportunity to be here. And uh, it, it definitely, you know, about March 10th of, of 2019, everything changed. Everything changed of school and life as we know it, really. Um, then the lockdowns began, and it definitely changed everything that we do and having to think about how we do that. And so at that time, I was the superintendent of Alpena Public Schools, and uh, you know it was definitely a, a, a tough transition. Uh, but we had fortunately had done a lot of work in um, beginning to work on blended learning and competency-based education and using technology in, in lots of different ways across our district. And so it wasn't a monumental jump for a lot of our, our teachers uh, in that aspect. So we were very happy about that. Um, but, you know, it definitely changed the perspective for our students and our parents, especially, um, of understanding, you know, the tough job that teaching is. They, you know, through all this, they've had the chance to see how hard of a job that and how much hard work our teachers put in uh, each and every day with that. And so we've obviously had varying levels of, of uh being able to come back and and then being back virtual and back and and I think that's just still going to be the case for a while, unfortunately. Um, and from a leadership standpoint, it's definitely hard because there is no roadmap. There's not a mentor that often in situations you've had in the past you would call a former retired superintendent or a friend colleague that's another superintendent. And they maybe have been through the same situation before and can give you some thoughts of how they did that or lessons learned and those things. And I say just about every day still, there's not a mentor that I can call to give me uh, an idea of how maybe they've done this in the past because nobody has, you know, literally uh, led through a global pandemic. And so that's really, really hard. And then compounding that with a new district of not knowing a lot of the people um, as Danielle and I were talking, uh, you know, before this, haven't had the chance to physically meet her yet. Um, and that's so many people around the district that, you know, I still haven't had the chance to be able to uh, really get to know or people within the community, community leaders, you know, what I've been able to do, you know, for the little bits that we can uh, be the, uh, together, you know, wasn't too, you know, awful long that we were able to do that, but I had a little bit of that. Um, but a lot of, of Google Meets and a lot of Zoom uh, meetings, you know, with people. But um, 
it's definitely been, you know, very rough in that aspect to not be able to have that social interaction and be able to meet people in the district and get to know people to be able to contact them and have thoughts and, you know, building trusting relationships. Um, that's something that at this point I really am still struggling with, uh, trying to establish those relationships that as a superintendent in the past, I've relied heavily on, uh, those opportunities to know people in the community and, and parents and this just hasn't allowed. So the leadership aspect has been very tough and a little bit of, of an island of one uh, as superintendent because uh, again, not having a close relationship with even colleagues in the in the county or the you know this uh, Grand Traverse region coming from the other side of the state um, has posed its challenges. But uh, a lot of good people have stepped up and you know given me thoughts when when I could get it, and we've uh, worked hard to do the very best we can. I remember, uh, it's interesting that you said that. I remember when you were going through the interview process, one of the things that you had mentioned many times and seemed to be a focus of, of your leadership style was getting out into the community, not just uh, um, the school community, but the local community and getting, you know, shaking some hands and really getting to know people. And that has definitely not been a, um, an easy thing for you to do. Uh, no, since you've been in Traverse no City. shaking hands whatsoever. <laughs> you know, yeah, even when, it, you know, we were actually to be near each other, you know, but still six foot apart and, you know, elbow maybe here, there, you know, so it definitely just in literally that catchphrase isn't possible, you know, in this environment. And uh, I heard a uh, interview with Garth Brooks talking about what he missed the most. And it was, you know, the hugs and the handshakes. Um, were the part in all of this that he said have just been so tough uh, to not be able to do. I can definitely see where that would be a, a, a definite challenge. So you had mentioned that you had started in um, started this the pandemic in Alpena, and I think you have a really unique perspective, or may have a really unique perspective on this because um, you've had to lead two districts through this uh, as far as ramping up remote learning the tight time frames you know what have you learned i guess maybe as your own mentor uh, <laughs> through this um what's worked and what hasn't you know pino we had done a lot of work you know beforehand of trying to create personalized learning situations uh with online tools learning management system those kind of things and i recognized then that it's a it's a long process to be able to do right it's a long process to be able to make sure people have the proper training, the ability to, you know, move at a pace that that they feel comfortable with. And that, you know, that matters. And um, unfortunately, through all of this, towards the pandemic beginning in Alpena, we were still not quite there in full implementation. And to force people in that environment is hard if they're if they're still not ready. And so coming to Traverse City, there was, you know, a lot more work for me to do in that aspect. There hadn't been done, or hadn't been as much done in like the personalized learning, you know, aspect of, of a learning management system, um, you know, having online programming of what we created with Up North Virtual. Um, you know, we had had, you know, some aspects of that in Alpina already. And so I was writing actually yesterday uh, something for the board. And, and just to say, in literally four months, we've created uh, three different learning platforms. Uh, you know, we have our face-to-face, our, -face, our Up North Virtual on, dem uh, on Demand, and our Up North Virtual Live, and different people that are running all that, 
Uh, we have kids at the elementary that are taking home Chromebooks every day when they're face-to-face or have that. Having to do that in 90 to 120 days is it's impossible. And so we've, we've done work that is impossible, but we've had to do it, unfortunately, not allowing people the space that they need to be able to feel comfortable with the tools and comfortable um, with those digital resources. And I think that's a detriment to the cause because I do believe we need to get there. We need to be able to create 21st century learners to be able to have our students truly be college ready. When we talk about how is it not college ready now to be fully functional in a learning management system? Colleges, for the most part, are are fully dependent on that right now, even the largest universities in the state of Michigan. And so I'd much rather have taken our time of a three-year span to go through this process that we've been thrown into again in 120 days. And um, I don't know what the, the end result of that is. You know, I, I do think it's going to change it, change our landscape of um, what parental and student choice is going to be. Um, we have some students that we know have struggled online. We know we've had some that have thrived online. And that the reality is, is we now are in a educational marketplace where parents and students can choose their educational provider, um, whether it be uh, a face-to-face environment like TCAPS offers. Um, there are cyber charter schools out there. There are just lots of different options. And so the, the advantage we do have is, is our size is we have the ability to be a district of choices. As we've shown in 120 days to be able to offer these options um, and including to expand. So second semester, you know, we learned, for instance, that the uh, elementary specials, art, music, physical education, um, that to do that online in an asynchronous way without a, a live teacher is really hard for a lot of kids. And so we've heard a lot of feedback from parents of, we love our TCAPS teacher. We love the ability for them to work in a synchronous live fashion with our kids online in that blended learning environment, if you will. And we would really like that for our specials still because we love our TCAPs, art, music, and physical education teachers. Is there a way to do that? And right off the bat, that was a tall task to try and do. You know, I, I started July 15th. Okay. You know, that's, um, you know, a month and a half before school started. And so, you know, we've been able to survey uh, parents and talk with kids. And so that's an option we're now going to offer for second semester. Uh, We're working to ramp that up to have our own teachers to be able to do that. And so, you know, lots of things learned um, in all this. But what I'm I'm really interested in is knock on wood and, and, and praise, you know, God, hopefully that this pandemic, you know, is soon over and vaccines, you know, work and that we're able to have go back to um, a more structured school year next fall like we've had. But I'm not going to say go back to normal because I do believe the normal has changed. I do believe there are going to be some kids and parents that like some of these options. There are some kids that maybe have an uh, opportunity with parents to travel post uh, pandemic uh, for different jobs. We know different people have moved here that work for global companies. And so it's going to be really interesting to see as those options are now there and they know are available, what is the demand going to be still for some of these options? Again, don't expect it to be, you know, half of our school population, 
But I do believe it's going to be a segment and it is going to change the landscape of the multiple offerings that we as a public school district will try and offer. And I do believe TCAPs with our size and the quality of our staff um, have the ability to provide all of those options to parents, again, in this you know ever-changing competitive educational marketplace. I think it's really exciting. A lot of the new offerings that we are giving to families to meet their needs. It's pretty cool. And it is exciting. But like I say, I just, I, I don't like the fact that we had to have this to get there. And again, to throw people to these situations and not given the proper time and all of the proper training and all those things that really need to happen to be able to implement this well. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue working on that and you know, the hard part is, is there are 850 school districts around the state of Michigan looking at the same thing. And people that do work, you know, like yourself, Danielle, or others, there's just, you know, around the state, there's not as many that are needed right now. And so um, it's hard to get that professional development or resources from, you know, people that work have worked in this space for a decade. That You know, they have offers from hundreds of school districts trying to get their time right now. And so I'm hopeful that, again, when this is over, we can back up a little bit, you know, build, you know, rebuild and find the gaps that we haven't been able to meet that our, our teachers and staff really need. But I do believe it'll change even our, our, our traditional environments, I think, of using technology in a lot of ways, again, for kids to truly be college ready. But there will be some of these options, I do believe, that will stay uh, with us post-pandemic that uh, we weren't offering before. I would like to talk a little bit more about the LMS. Um, it's it's really exciting. There's a lot going on there. Um, I was just wondering if you can expand a little bit on some of the short-term gains, some of the long-term gains, and uh, the usefulness yep. when we do go back to face-to-face. Uh, again, that is one that I feel strongly that I wish we wouldn't have had to implement in the speed that we did. I mean, for multiple reasons. One is um, having worked, you know, in in this space and having done this in Alpena previously, but even in my time of working with the State Department of Education, I've had a lot of experience of, of helping districts work and implement learning management systems. And definitely would never recommend it, you know, to be trained done in, you know, 120 days for sure. Uh, you know, really a three-year implementation, to be honest with you. Um, that's what we were on track for in Alpena when we started the, the work uh, of implementing a learning management system. But in the end, the end game is, is that you have a fully functional system that students can access all of their materials through that has a... Um, digitally speaks, if you will, to all of our other platforms. So we use PowerSchool as our student information system that parents access grades through and teachers access their attendance through all those things. And what you really you know, want is, is tools to be able to talk and work with each other. And so that grades can go from one to the other and, and all of the information passes back and forth. And that's been a real struggle in the digital tool world. Even the Google applications that, you know, we've been using, you know, so you might grade it, you know, in a Google classroom, but then you have to completely resubmit the grade in PowerSchool. Uh, the nice thing about the learning management system when you have it fully implemented is that it does that. And so um, we, we ask the impossible 
of our people to try and make that work uh, right away. And yet they did a yeoman's job and have, have just about pulled it off at this point. And again, that is normally a, a, it was a year and a half in Alpena to get the student information system and the learning management system to talk to each other. And again, we've darn near pulled it off here in five months. Um, we have an unbelievable tech team uh, that have helped to, to do that, especially Sophie uh, over in our uh, our technology group uh, has done wonders with working with the vendor to be able to do that. Um, but when it's all fully implemented, you know, the, the idea anymore of students having to ask their teacher for work when they missed or, uh, you know, the materials that they have for a class that are digital materials, they all can be housed right there as a central warehousing spot, if you will, for every student for each of their classes and can go right there and get that. They can submit their work because the one thing that I will tell you at the college level anymore, pre-pandemic, very seldom did you ever turn anything in that was paper. It's almost a paperless society at the collegiate level now. And so our students need to be able to have that same ability to upload that into a learning management system, just like they're going to use at the college level. When we talk about our students being college ready, we need them to be ready to use those same college tools. And so if you look at Western Michigan University, Michigan State University use the exact same learning management system that our district has chosen with, we had over a hundred teachers, a part of that and staff, a part of that process to select that learning management system. And so in the end, when it has that and students can upload it, that into it, their assignments, they can be graded right there and it passes right through to power school seamlessly. That's the ultimate goal to have that work and happen and hopefully it will. Again, we can still use all of our Google tools, you know, Google Meet or Google Docs, all of those fit into it very well. There are other, uh, what they call widgets, that can fit into it. It's a fully functional platform that we haven't had here. And, and I'm excited once it gets fully implemented and the proper training can happen for people. And again, bring people along with it at a comfort level so they're not forced and scared to an element of here's this this new thing that you have no experience with. Oh, by the way, you know, you're also teaching kids full time um, and trying to learn all that in the midst of a global pandemic. And so, you know, I, I'm excited once that is fully functional and happens and our students and our staff can feel comfortable with it. The efficiencies potentially gained uh, through through an LMS are, are incredible, not just district wide, but as far as um, what happens in the classroom, in a traditional classroom, lesson planning, as you as you had said earlier, um, Dr. Van Wagner, that uh, individualized learning is, yeah. is so much easier if that is in place. The, you know, obviously the issue that we're having right now is typically when you're building a house, you'd like to lay the foundation and then start building, but it looks like it's just, you know, it's never going to stop raining and it's hard to lay yeah. a foundation when it's raining all the time. You know, and, and with the, the LMS too is, it opens up the possibilities of um, something we had started in Alpena just before I had left of having truly blended courses. So for instance, we offered Algebra 2 face-to-face um, -face on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and online on Wednesdays and Fridays if a student had mastered at an 80% level. So if a student had an 80% in the class, Wednesday and Friday, they worked virtually on it through the learning management system. And the kids that were struggling had an opportunity to get much closer one-on-one -on -one, uh, instruction and intervention support from the teacher on Wednesdays and Fridays. 
You so you actually have the ability to have a stronger environment possibly, you know, with that. Again, for students that choose and feel that that works for them. So the other part that I just want to make sure to identify is we had well over 200 students taking online classes before the pandemic. Okay. And all of those classes have been taking have been taken with a vendor from outside. And so when you do that, you are hiring a teacher that lives somewhere else, doesn't live in Traverse City. We now will have the ability of full functionality of offering online classes, not only to our own students, but have the ability to market to students even in other districts, in districts that maybe don't have a Spanish teacher, maybe don't have a, a unbelievable program that we do. And if we wanted to offer that, we could do that because our teachers will have full access to that learning management system that can be accessed and students can get all that information. And by the way, do we have the ability now to bring many of those online classes in and have somebody that works for Traverse City Area Public Schools to be able to teach those courses? Or maybe even some of our own teachers that maybe want to teach three classes face-to-face -face and two online, maybe there's the possibility there. So now we have a robust, full-functioning uh, program, a learning management system that allows us to do that and allows us to have those options to be able to offer and market those type of opportunities if we feel that's the direction we want to go. Have, have those discussions, uh, maybe now is not the time. <laughs> but Unfortunately, that's exactly right, Larry. You know, that's the hard <laughs> part for me is that this is the world that I've lived in for a decade. I mean, you know, when, when, when we're in Alpena, those are the systems we created. We created all of those options I just talked about. We created and had and, and done pre-pandemic. And so, you know, knowing where this can go, that's the positive flip side of having started the LMS, you know, during the pandemic and get it rolling in that, is that going into the fall, Again, God willing that we can get, you know, the virus, you know, contained and, and behind us. That's what I interviewed on. And those are those options and abilities that we have to do that can even mo give more robust opportunities to our students um, moving forward. And I'm excited about that. However, dealing on a day-to-day -day basis with just trying to make sure we have food and and the technology and and again you know just right down to a meeting i had this morning of you know we, we barely have enough chromebooks right now because we put an order in in i believe it was um may of 2019 that normally takes six to eight weeks we are expecting delivery at the end of this month so literally, you know, we are we are running on fumes of no additional Chromebooks, and um, the ones that we have that we that, that we've given out, some of them literally expire at the end of the year. They they no longer will update. Google will no longer even update them. We are at a point here where we're struggling just to have enough hardware to be able to do this, and so those are those types of things every day right now that. I'm working with staff and dealing with, we don't have the chance to really look towards that future of what we want to be able to improve student achievement and options for students. Um, but we're gonna get there and I'm excited about when we do. Oh, go ahead, Amy. <laughs> this is my question. <laughs> we talk a lot about digital literacy, digital citizenship, media literacy, all those things that kids need to be a part of our technology society. We talk a lot about that on the pod and that is a passion of mine. So I do wanna ask you, how do you think we can best incorporate these topics into the curriculum, into the public conversation? 
know, I think the first and foremost is the why. Why why should we do that is the is the question that you get asked. And um, I think we've learned through this that in order to be a fully functional member of society now and all of the job aspects and job possibilities that we want our students to be able to dream for in the future, whatever that is, there's an element now of having to be technology literate and a true 21st century learner and a 21st century graduate. So when we talk about a profile of a graduate of, you know, as a superintendent, you know, and again, Larry, when they walk across the stage and I shake their hand, right, you know, which is going to happen, you know, right, <laughs> right. You know, when, when they leave us, what do we want to be able to say this student has these tools to be able to, you know, reach their dreams, you know, and reach those goals. And there's no doubt um, that the, the, the one of the things this is going to change for sure is the work environment moving forward. You know, there has been an influx. I've heard it many, many times. There has been an influx of people that have moved to Traverse City that now have been able to because their companies have said and have realized that they now have the ability to have their employees to work remotely. And not only does it matter that they've been able to have them work remotely, companies have now realized two things. One is they have the ability to, to recruit talent globally because they don't have to physically be in a spot. And second is, they don't need to have as much physical spots. So a good friend of mine is in real, commercial real estate development. The sector of office space has exploded to uh, for sales signs because companies now realize that, that their first most expensive thing is people probably. Second might be material. Third is office space and workspace. They have the ability to cut workspace down probably by half a lot of these companies. How much office space will they need and believe they need coming back in this when maybe they have somebody that is able to work from home, has all that, and be able to answer their phones and do all that? I don't know what that answer is, but I'm willing to bet for most companies and corporations across the, the country and world, they're going to look at this differently. And they're going to see that people can do that and that they can hire somebody that maybe doesn't want to leave or wants to live in Traverse City, but can work for Ford or can work for a global you know, pharmaceutical company, whatever that is. And we want our students to be able to compete for those same jobs on a global scale. And so to be ready for that and be, be ready for college to move forward with that, they are going to need to have those tech skills. And the earlier we can have that, the better. However, I will also say that we do not need to use technology for technology's sake. It needs to be embedded for a useful purpose. And that if there's anything also that we've realized out of this is people still need to be able to work with people. Human interaction still matters. And so we, we are going to have many people that still honor and need and want that physical presence of school. But they are also going to say, but I've learned how to use these digital tools to be able to enhance my productivity in order to be able to create stronger work and higher order thinking. And so embedding that a part of it is what the landscape of education is going to look like um, now and moving forward. There's no doubt in my mind on it. All right. Well, speaking of uh, looking forward, what makes you hopeful looking forward to 2021? The opportunity for us to, you know, be able to celebrate being in a room together and be able to interact and the 
interpersonal skills of doing that. Um, I know that all the people are excited for the day that we're able to do that again. The way we've used technology is going to be infused in that, um, though, moving forward. And there are some people that prefer this in the end, that are going to recognize that, you know, I really like working from home. I really like the comfort of that. I like moving at my own pace. There are kids that do work better and like to at midnight to three in the morning and versus 9 a.m. to noon. And so how do we have the educational programming to be able to do that? Because there are those options out there from other educational uh, providers. And uh, we're going to need to be able to do that to be able to compete. I'm excited to do that because I think that, you know, with the uh, challenges that our staff have been met with, I think that with a little bit more uh, support um, that we have everything we need here in Traverse City to be able to compete in that market and to be able to provide world-class education to every student that wants to be a part of TCAPS, um, whether they're here or anywhere else in the world. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited to, again, to be able to build more relationships, especially as the superintendent of the district, and get out and see those great things that kids still enjoy. I can't wait to, for the chance to still go to a, a music festival, you know, face-to-face, -to, -face, to be able to have people get together artwork and have kids explain that to me and what they're thinking and their thoughts are and the meaning of their artwork or their poetry or whatever that is. You know, I'm excited to see... 10,000 fans again in Thurlby Field for the, you know, Traverse City Central, Traverse City West football game and soccer games and, uh, you know, basketball games, all those things that our kids are a part of, hockey, all of it. And I just, I'm excited to be able to be a part of that, which I haven't had the chance to, you know, as being new here. Um, and I'm hopeful and excited for the, those days to come. So last question, and uh, it became more relevant uh, last night, and that's uh, Sparty beat uh, Duke <laughs> at Cameron Indoor, which yep. you know truly sh shows that you know maybe this is a sign of the apocalypse. Maybe, but, yeah. But but you know things are changing. So with that being said, is that a harbinger for things to come this weekend? Does MSU have any chance at all? Oh yeah, you know my Spartans have have. Very done very, very well, you know, especially even going to Ohio State when they've been good. You know, when Coach Saban was here, Coach D'Antonio, you know, get to, Coach D'Antonio went down there with a backup quarterback and beat him when they were number one in the country, I think. So, you know, I, I never count my Spartans out, you know, against the Buckeyes especially. And, uh, and I think the Buckeyes know that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that the Spartans are going to go down and give them a fight. I think that uh, – you know, our, our new coach has, you know, uh, done a great job of, uh, of uh, you know, a lot of, lot of learning curves and ups and downs. But, you know, hey, they, they, they beat, you know, that team down in Ann Arbor, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, made a lot of us pretty happy that are from Spartan land. Not and, all of us. Not yeah, all of us. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think that uh, going down, uh, you know, and the, the having the Buckeyes go down, you know, and defeat would uh, definitely be the cake for this, you know, crazy season. And uh, and Coach Tucker would be very uh, happy to have that happen. And all of us uh, Spartans would would be pretty excited about that as well. So awesome, Danielle's smiling as well. Look at that, I feel <laughs> outnumbered. 
Well, for first, thank you very much for coming on the pod, uh, Dr. Van Wagner. It's truly, truly a, a, a gift to spend your time with us and uh, talk some of these topics. Well, again, thanks for the opportunity. It's been fun for sure. And I got to, you know, meet Danielle a little bit. So that was good <laughs> as well. Well, Danielle, Tech Tool of the Week. Tech Tool of the Week, I would like to talk about some accessibility in Google. Um, came across the Edu in 90 series this week, and they have some great, great little videos about accessibility. I think it's important when we're thinking of the unique needs of our students. Um, they can help those with a disability, it can help your English language learners, and honestly, it can help everyone. So the Google videos are great, they're really short, and they talk about things like how to make sure that your text is aligned the right way so that it can help a screen reader or how you can easily turn on captions when you're doing a Google slide helps the kids. All these great things that are available within Google, the accessibility features are really important. So Larry, I'm gonna link up some of those in the show notes. That is great, thanks for that. Uh, tutorials and updates, um, just another plug for our, the TCAPS Tech Help site. Um, great place for staff support. You can find that on the cloud. Um, also, TCAPS247.com, another great place for student and parent support. There's um, a ton of great material on there um, to add to your uh, learning uh, journey. So uh, with that, in closing, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS Loop. At Brostrom DA. Dr. John, are you on uh, any social medias? Where can we find you? I am. So um, at jvanw uh, for Twitter, uh, you would find me uh, there. I'm, I'm a little bit more of a, uh, uh, a retweeter than a tweeter, uh, but I will once in a great while, um, you know, put, put something on there. And so, uh, you know, that and I also have a LinkedIn profile. So uh, find me there as well. Excellent. Subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Downcast, Overcast, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Like the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. It really does get the pod out there. Um, and we also love hearing from you. Thanks for listening and inspiring. Ah, talking about tech tools working together. Yes.